Welcome, 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 welcome guys to You and the Laws of Attraction. Guys, my name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn and I will be your host for the next, um, yeah, for the next however long. And that's how this is gonna roll for the next however long. But welcome guys, today is Tuesday the 7th of January 2020. And the hour for all intent and purposes is 11.53. I'm actually a little earlier. I'm meant to be going live at 12, but it's 11.53 and some seconds. So guys, I hope that everybody is still on track for, you know, New Year and everything that you guys wanted to do for New Year and all all, all of that jazz. I hope you guys are are, um, on track for that. Um, today, what I want to talk to you about is your belief and the fact that your belief will harden as Dr. Neville Goddard says, um, it will harden into, into a fact. Okay. So belief. And before I get started, just for those of you, um, just for those of you who don't actually know who I am, my name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn and what my claim to fame is simply this. I actually believe in the power of choice. I believe in the in your ability to choose for self in the best interest of self. I believe that you are able to create the life that you want to live consciously using the power of your your choice. And when I say consciously using the power of choice, what I mean, guys, is simply this, that your life is literally built one choice at a time. One choice at a time. Your choices are like bricks and these bricks build the life that you construct. And in order to uh, live a life that you want to live and in order to be to be happy in order to um, in in order to be happy, in order to live the life that you want to live, you really have to be very, very clear, very clear on the choices that you make. You have to be consciously aware of the choices that you make. And for those of you who follow me, you know that I'm like, hey, look, so many people make choices based on their emotions. And as a result of that, they get an emotional result. Um, you can't live your life based on your emotions. You, you, you really can't. You can't. You can't live your life based on your emotions. You really can't. Um, so that being said, guys, I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I'm a choice expert, choice and clarity expert. That's my claim to fame, um, if you will. And what I do on this show and all the other work that I put out there is I assist and support you in um, creating the life that you want by providing you with tools that can can help you, providing you with tools that you use to hone your skill in the way in which you want it. I don't do cookie cutter work. I, I, I don't do the whole cookie cutter approach. What I do is, as I said, I give you tools, you take them and you utilize them in the way that best suits you so that you can have the life that you say that you want to live. Well, anyway, guys, this show 
is called Your Belief Will Become a Fact. Now, for those of you who know me, you know that I am a diehard, I have some diehard mentors and Neville Goddard happens to be one of them. I call him Uncle Nev when they are truly my mentors. And I mean, it's truly for me something up close and personal. I start claiming them as family relatives. And, you know, like Auntie Flo, Florence Grovel-Sashin, Neville Goddard, Uncle Nev, um, Uncle Al, Albert Einstein, Uncle Nick, Nicholas Tesla. You know, when when people who have gone on, but yet still have left, work so powerful that I can use it to really shape my life, to consciously shape my life the way in which I want it. They become family, spiritual family, dead or alive, spiritual family. So that being said, guys, once again, welcome to the show. And we're talking about your belief will harden into fact. The universal laws of attraction are tools, if you will, um, that we have been given, that we can actually create, that assist and support us in getting what we want in life. There are many, many laws. And as Florence Scrovel Shin says, Auntie Flo says, which is true. Our thoughts, our deeds, our words are always creating more laws for ourselves. What the law actually does is, or what the law is, it is a creative process. The law is a creative process. So, you know, I'm going to briefly talk about the law of belief today or and some other laws that we use. But the law is all about an energetic stream that is a creative energetic stream. And I know that I'm going to say this at some stage throughout the um, this podcast. So it's vitally important that you 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 actually listen to this. It's important, guys, that you know the how in your life and the what in your life. One of the greatest misnomers that I think people experience is that they think they know the how when the reality is that all you know is the what. Stay in your lane. If you want health, stay in your lane. Know what that looks like for you. If you want wealth, stay in your lane. Do your work. Know what that looks like for you. If you are looking for and wanting the perfect relationship, know what that looks like for you. Stay in your lane. If you are looking for happiness, if you are whatever it is that you are looking for, it's vitally important that you understand your job in this equation, in this equation of manifesting, in the equation of utilizing the laws effectively so you can have what you want. Your part in this process, guys, is literally the what. You need to know the what. You need to exercise your divine right. And your divine right is literally governed by the first law 
in the universal laws of attraction. And I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole and, and, you know, start going off on a tangent that it's not the law of attraction, but the laws of attraction, which is true. The universal law of choice is the first law in the laws of attraction. And before you can do anything else, guys, you have to make a choice. You literally have to make a choice. You know, this morning I was um, going through a folder because I was actually looking for some information uh, pertaining to this show, actually, that I thought I had downloaded. And when I say downloaded, actually printed off. And I was going through a folder in, in my office that was entitled or that is entitled workshops and webinars. And I was looking for the webinar that I had created called um, The Art of Belief or The Art of Make-Belief, I think it is. And I, I was looking for the, the actual um, content that I had created for that. And ironically, I couldn't find that. That's not what was in there, which surprised me because the other webinars are in there, but that, that wasn't in there. The content wasn't in there. But what I did see as I was looking through this folder was everything was talking about choice. Everything was pertaining to choice. And it, 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 mm, how should I say? It kind of, it, it brought me back um, to, I, I, I'm going to phrase it this way. It brought, it brought me back to center point, if you will. It brought me back to center point. And it, it was, it was a good thing. It was actually a really, really good thing. I've been getting a lot of those, um, of lo- a lot of those serendipitous moments recently that are giving me some powerful, powerful, powerful messages powerful directives. And for me, that is absolutely wonderful. But I just wanted to share that with you because going back to uh, the universal law of choice, which I actually have some information here. Yeah, going back to the universal law of choice. um, Choice is a binding and irrevocable contract that you, that you make, that you make with the universe that initiates all that we do in life. You know how powerful that is? It is a binding and irrevocable contract. It's like, it's, it, it, it's like when I say, you know, when a bullet leaves a gun, that's a done deal. It's got to land somewhere. It cannot go backwards. Once that gun has been discharged and that it has left it can't it can't do anything but go forward and land somewhere that's very true of your word once your word has left your mouth (laughs) it can't go anywhere other than forward where it lands and how it lands is a totally different story but once it has left your mouth you cannot take it back back like you know they say you can't unhear a bell you can't unring a bell and and you really can't so the law of choice which is also known in some quarters might I add as the law of free will this is a binding and irrevocable 
um, contract that you actually make with the universe that initiates all that happens in your life. The contract is really simple. Whatever you do or don't do is a choice. Whatever you do or don't do is a choice. And we are bound by ownership, responsibility and accountability for all that we do. This is choice. You know, whether you blame somebody or whether you feel that you had made a choice under duress, whether you do or whether you don't, it is a choice. And as long as you have made that choice, as long as you have made that choice, you own it, whether or not you want to own it, whether or not you believe that you should own it, whether or not you feel that you're going to be accountable for it, you are truly responsible for it. And this is the foundation upon which our life is made. And I'm sitting here and ironically, I had, let's see if I can pull this up. I had written something yesterday. I had written something yesterday about ownership and accountability because I am putting the finishing touches together for a course to, for people to really start working with the ability to manifest. And part of that process stems from choosing to embrace the fact that your life is predicated on the choices that you make. And with that, with that comes ownership, accountability and responsibility. And I'd written something, this was last thing I, I had written last night before before I actually, you know, closed closed it down for the evening. Without being, um, without having ownership, accountability and responsibility in place. And ironically, this show is totally about belief. So where I'm going with this, you just have to roll with me. Okay, guys. So without being, without having or recognizing, embracing and utilizing Ownership, accountability, and responsibility. Without you guys recognizing this, and again, embracing it. The ability to consciously manifest what you want in life will be greatly diminished. Okay? So what you want in life will become greatly diminished. And although this show, you know, belief, although this show, belief, your belief will harden into fact, and it really will, or your belief will become a fact, is really, really important. What is also important, guys, here is that you understand that your life and I really mean this, your life is about you, is about you and the things that you choose to do. So um, the one thing I, I would say, guys, if if I sound a little stilted or perhaps um, distracted, I'm actually using uh, Spreaker. And this is a format that I've played around with. 
over the last two years. But I'm actually using this now as my podcast platform. So while we're talking, forgive me, I'm actually playing. I'm learning as as we go. So anyway, your belief will become a fact. Neville Goddard says assumption will harden into fact. And I want to share something with you why I decided to do this today. On the day after New Year's, was it the day after New Year's? I want to say, yeah, the day, the day after New Year's, I, I think it was the second. No, it can't be. It had to be before. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. I got up early and I went to Sam's. There were a few things that I needed to go. And I went to Sam's Club, which is... A cash and carry, depending on where you're from in the world, or a wholesale, depending on where you where you are at in the world. But I went to I went to Sam's Club, and uh, before I went in, I was outside and I was talking to Olivia, who is my youngest sister. So I was talking to Olivia. She's in London. And I was here, and you know, talking about you know what you're going to do and blah 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 for New Year's Eve. Are you guys going out and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, Sam's Club, if you have a specific membership, you can actually go in before regular shopping hours. So the actual warehouse opens at 10. But if you have a specific subscription, you can actually go into the warehouse at 7. So I was sitting outside. I think I got outside about eight o'clock, finished speaking to my sister minutes to nine. And, you know, I did my usual thing because you actually enter through the exit door. Okay. When you're using, when you're using this, this membership and the early hours, the, the pre-shop hours, if you will, you enter through, through the exit. So I, you know, whipped my card out and went swanning through and the gentleman there, tall gentleman, very, you know, very polite. He said, uh, oh, um, do that's not a plus membership card. And I, I kind of looked at him like, well, I looked at him like, okay. And so he said, um, the card that you have doesn't actually entitle you to to come into the, you know, to come into Sam's uh, before the doors open at 10. And I, I, as we say in the West Indies, mid-jest, but I kind of stepped back and I looked at him and I'm like, well, I've done this for nearly 22 years, if not a little bit longer. I said, this card that I've always had and I've always come in. And he said, I'm not saying that you don't have um, a plus membership, but perhaps you need to update your card, like for the external look. And I'm looking at him and now I'm really confused. And I think he realized then that I wasn't trying to get over or come in early or do whatever. And he said to me, he, he whipped out his wallet and he said, your card really needs to look like this, like this. And I was like, okay. So I said to him, well, is it okay then if I go over to the customer service department? And he said, I'm not going to stop you from coming in and shopping because I, you say what you say and I believe you. But at some stage, you just really need to get them to update your card. 
So, you know, I took a basket and I actually went over to customer service. So there was somebody in line and, you know, they're doing their thing. And it's early and there's not too many people in there, which is one of the things that I really loved about that. Costco's, yeah, I need to do a little something, something like that. Costco's don't do that. And that's one of the things I love about Sam's because you can go early in the morning um, you can get in, get out. You know, sometimes I would go before I went to the office. I'd go, I'd go shopping before I went to the office. I'd be able to do what I needed to do. And then just my day is finished. When I, when I leave the office, my day is done. I can go home. So anyway, I went over to customer service and there was a really nice woman there. And I said to her, Jim said that I don't have a plus card. I said, but I believe I do. No, I said, Jim said I don't have a plus card. And, um, I said, I'm not, I'm not quite sure why not. And she looked in the system and she said, "Mm, no, you don't. And guys, I'm not going to lie. You could have knocked me down with a feather. You could have knocked me down with a feather. I mean, like, really knocked me down. Really, really knocked me down. I was so surprised. I mean, I sort of said to her, so I've never had this kind of subscription? She said, no. I believed. Well, let me, let me, let me back up. When, um, the first Sam's Club that I went to was in Spring Valley in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, and I literally believed that I had purchased one of the subscriptions that allowed me to enter the store early. But apparently I hadn't. I'd never purchased that. I'd never purchased a plus card. I never purchased that. I remember distinctly, and I had that memory recall as she said, as she said what she said, that they would have uh, uh, above the customer service department where you went to enroll in your membership and get your photograph taken and all all of that jazz. I... I remember seeing the big sign and it said it had three different types of or three levels of membership and this, this, blah, that and the other. I do remember thinking, oh, what's the point? Who, who's ever going to come in here early? I do remember back then thinking that. But that being said, guys, where I want to go with this, when I'm talking about your belief will become a fact or as they say, your belief, your assumption will harden into fact, is simply this. I believed for 22 and a half years that I had the right to come into Sam's Club at 7 a.m. in the morning and shop and shop before the warehouse opened to the general public. In my mind, I believed that. I believed it without reservation. I believed it to be true. I believe, do you know, in all this time, nobody has ever challenged me. 
Even when I've been, I, I went to Louisiana and used my card the same way. Nobody ever challenged me. But yet still, the subscription that I had did not give me the right. It did not give me the permission to do what I've been doing for 22 and a half years. And, you know, I I actually upgraded. I mean, it was like $9.49 to upgrade to this plus card. So I upgraded my card and I kind of said to... I said to I said to the um to the associate who, who who was helping me, I said, Well, um I've been getting away for <laughs> for a long time. And she looked at me and she laughed. She said, Yeah. Um But that being said, you know, going back to your belief will harden into a fact, I believe this. I believe this without reservation. And so I, I got home and I, I had called my sister and I said to her, guess what happened today? You know, and I, I told her the story and I was so wowed by the fact that the only reason why I was able to pull this off, and I say pull it off, that's not even the right term. The only reason why I was able to um, make this happen for me was the power of my belief. Because I believed it. Because I believed it without reservation. Everybody around me had to move in that direction. Everybody around me had to become players in the fact that I had created. We are some amazing beings, guys. I mean, I was flawed. So in talking, in talking with my sister, she said to me, well, why do you think, what changed? What, what changed? And as we spoke this out, I realized why I had been challenged on this. Because I had been thinking about and toying with the idea, <laughs> guys, hear, hear me clearly, of upgrading my card. I'd been thinking about it and I'd been humming and hawing. And when I actually got to the point where I said, you know something, Wendy, the next time you go into Sam's, just upgrade your card. And you go in and I didn't do it. You know something, Wendy, the next time you go into Sam's, upgrade your card. I'd go in there and I didn't do it. And I'm a regular Sam shopper. Okay. You go in, I I mean, I I like to get my greens there and things like that because of making smoothies. You know, you just buy it in bulk. Okay. So I'd go in there and, and I didn't upgrade it and I didn't upgrade it and I didn't upgrade it. But I kept telling myself that I would and I will. I kept telling myself I need to. And I need to for a variety of reasons, yada, 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 but I need to. And this is why I was challenged. This is why Mr. Jim challenged me going in. And guess what? My card has now been upgraded. You know, your belief will, and it does, harden into a fact. 
Your belief is your intrinsic truth. Your belief is, and I'll actually read the, um, the universal law of belief. The universal law of belief, this invokes um, within you a knowing that your intrinsic truth is right for you. That your intrinsic truth is right for you, even in the face of external factors that may be showing you otherwise. Even in in the face of external factors that are saying no, 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 no. Your intrinsic truth, your intrinsic knowing. And it's about you knowing that your truth is right for you. Guys, it is so important. It is so important with whatever it is that you are wanting to create for your life. That you literally use your power of belief it is so important that you believe in you and you believe in what you are doing sometimes believing in you and what you're doing actually sometimes believing in you and what you're doing can be it can be a challenge it can be a challenge and it can be a challenge for a variety of reasons. No, I'm going to say it this way. It can be a challenge based on external factors. It can be helpful when you have somebody else. One person, it can be one person who actually believes in you. It can help solidify the belief that you have in you. It can help uh, shore it up. It can help hold it in place. It can help you to magnify your belief in you. Whatever it is that you want in life, you have to believe that you can have it. You have to believe that you can have it. From climbing, I don't know, Kilimanjaro to, you know, to to getting your degree to <coughs> excuse me guys getting your degree to um creating wealth to changing your health you have to believe it you if if you don't believe it you will not receive it <coughs> excuse me guys hmm. if you don't believe it you're not going to receive it. It's as simple as that. And some of these phrases that some of these colloquialisms that we, we throw about, you know, these old adages, you don't believe you won't receive. There is so much truth to it. It's not funny. Now in the webinar that I put together called the art of make believe or the art of belief, people had asked me, well, how do I believe something if, how, how, how do I do that? How, how, how do I, 
if I want something, you know, you, you want the house, you want the car, you want the man, you want the woman, you want the, the job, you want the, the health, you want the wealth, you want the prosperity, you want the abundance, you, whatever it is. How, how do I believe that in the face of the fact that, you know, my, my bank account is saying zero or, you know, he or she won't even look at me or, you know, whatever it is in the face of the external factors that are showing me differently, how do I actually invoke the universal law of belief? Well, one of the things that I had suggested, and for those of you who listen uh, to my work and who are familiar with my work, you know that I say then you need to engage your five senses. Your five senses will literally begin the the process of changing something from a thought to a belief we will change a thought into a belief it's that's another thing that will help to solidify it into a fact for you because a belief is a fact for you and that belief then becomes a hardened fact and when i say a hardened fact what i mean is a manifested fact Okay, let me just make sure I'm clear on that. A hardened fact is a a fact that has manifested into a tangible form where you can touch it, you can feel it, the whole nine yards. So anyway, in in order to create an environment to foster and grow belief, you need to engage your, 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 your five senses. You need to know what the thing you want whether animal, mineral, vegetable, human, or what have you, you need to be able to know what it feels like. You need to be able to know actually what it looks like to you. What does it truly look like to you? You know, what does it, and and the more specific you can be, the more inclined you will be to believe. So if you're talking about health, if you're talking about health, say say you're having a challenge walking, say you've got a, a life-shortening illness, say you've got a chronic illness, what have you. What do you see yourself looking like being healed or being well, being healthy? And that's another thing. What do you want to happen? Are you looking to manifest a healing? Are you looking to manifest being well or are you looking and wanting to be totally healthy? Those are three different things. So it's about being specific. What do you see as optimal health for you? You know, what are you doing? Are you running? Are you talking? Are you walking? Are you standing? Are you, you know, what? optimal health what does that feel like to you what 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 does that literally feel like as you climb into your body and that's another thing you know uh the the webinar that i did on visualization it literally talks about a moving visualization you don't just need what once you've seen yourself you then need to be yourself so what does it feel like you have to go within what does your body feel like as it expresses optimal health. Okay. Vitally important. What does your body sound like? As it expresses optimal health. 
What what does your body taste like? What does your body taste like? In the expression of optimal health. And what does your body smell like? When you can literally start using your five senses, and I and I mean this, when you can use your five senses to elaborate on something that you are struggling to believe but yet still want, you'll be able to create a marriage or enmesh or bind. You will be able to solidify your belief. But that being said, guys, that is what I wanted to share with you uh, today. And also let you know that I have a workshop coming up here shortly and I'll give you more details on that. And that really is about being able to manifest and start harnessing the energy that you have to start harnessing, never mind the energy, the power that you have so that you can start creating the life that you want by actually recognizing your what and allowing the how, which is the universal creator known to me as God or whomever your chosen deity is to allow the creator to create for you. But in order for the creator to create for you, the creator needs to know the what. The creator needs to know the what. And so the workshop that I I have coming up is the laws of attraction and manifesting 101. And it's really a beginner's, it's really for uh, beginners. Actually, it's for everyone. It's about harnessing your energy and your power, that raw latent power that you have and directing it so you can on a consistent and conscious basis manifest what you want. So guys, I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I just wanted to share that with you, this moment with you. You've been listening to an episode of You and the Laws of Attraction and I will be back next week with something else that has happened that can be and will be beneficial for you and for me. So I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn, guys. Have an absolutely awesome day. And of course, we are into the, almost into the week, a week of the new year 2020. And I hope it's going well for you. If you, if you haven't actually, um, if you haven't actually, accomplished anything that you've set out to do or what I'm saying is if you've actually fallen off the wagon and it's and we're only at day seven don't worry about that guys don't 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 be hard on yourself part of the process is that you might have said that you wanted to stop smoking which is huge you might have said that you wanted to lose weight which is huge you might have said you wanted to go to the gym and get healthy which is huge might have said you wanted to meditate, read, blah, 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 blah. And everything that people say that they don't do, or they start out, you know, 2nd of January and by the 3rd of January, it's over. One of the biggest things is that um, the idea was too abstract. 
you might find that if you'd honed it in a little bit, and this is something that we'll be talking about throughout this year, if you've, if you honed it in a little bit, you may have found that there were some things that you needed to do or things that needed to be in place. That's the universal law of divine order. There were things that you needed to do or things that needed to be in place that would enable you to execute and achieve your goal. But that being said, guys, that is all for another day. I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. Until next time, guys, have an awesome, awesome day. Peace.